0: United States submarine base at Key West, Florida. they dispatched that quoted President Truman's press secretary,
1: Charles Ross, as saying that President Truman has no knowledge of any secret project by this government that would give
0: substance to the existence of such objects. Ross also said that both the Air Force and the Navy deny that such objects exist. Mm. Hello, hello, hello.
1: Is that how you're going to start this? Well, you should start, because you always start. Oh
0: my god. Um, hey, what's up? My name's Noelle and if you have been following Typhoid Taylor did, did, ding 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 ding, did give me COVID and um, so if I sound worse than I usually do, which is already terrible, I apologize, blame her completely, it had nothing to do with me, I was a victim. And I'm Chelsea, untreated tonsillitis. Um, What a pair we make. I truly the glowing examples of the broken American healthcare system. Yeah. Um between me getting literally a week's worth of negative, false negative tests of COVID, and you clearly having strep throat and not a single doctor caring to give you a drop of penicillin. Yeah. Um, um love that. Real fun. I still have my tonsils.
1: I've never had strep throat before. According to the test, I don't have strep throat. Um, but according to the white dots in the back of your tonsils, you do. That was, so. what was weird because like they tested, but the tests, it didn't say I didn't have strep. The tests just weren't like valid tests. They're like, mm mm-hmm.
0: They said and inconclusive. Yeah. And then her doctor said like, maybe you should try mindfulness and meditation about it. No, he told me, um, hang in there you not suggest i do anything I, except keep existing i peace and love you need to drive out of your fucking po dunk snake oil town to go to fucking doctors because i have never had experiences like you have and at I, what, at a certain point it's no longer the shitty healthcare providers dude, it's you
1: i have been from fucking ogden to taylorsville those Doctors are both terrible cities. <laughs> but the shit in between man is where you have lived. And I've been to them. I don't yet yeah, I don't know. My legacy is typhoid Mary trying to get treated and everybody just shitting in her mouth. <laughs> That's my legacy. It's I like a, I don't know else, how else to describe it.
0: You need to like, you know how there's rate my professor?
1: Dude, I, I filled out a survey and it was like zeros across, except it was like, how was the help staff? And I gave them all tens. And then it was like, was the nurse nice to you? Full 10. And then everything else was like, fuck you, fuck you, fuck
0: you. And nobody contacted me back. Because they just take those feedback forms and shove them deep inside of their asses you think yeah. rate my professor is run by the school no those motherfuckers want that shit taken down off the internet you need to go find the anarchists who are giving the fucking doctor reviews who are giving the real shit yeah, i do That's i your need problem. to go look um i'll try it i think um
1: i don't think i'm contagious because it's been so long i think i just have like a weird tonsil infection
0: Yeah, get fucking penicillin. Yeah. Um, (sighs) Anyway, speaking of infections that aren't treated, (laughs) what are we talking about today? Bish, we are talking about tombstone because I'm going to tombstone.
1: Speaking of being sick, um, I will say I went and got a COVID test. I know you don't trust the no swabs. My COVID test did come back negative and I got the booster and I got the flu shot. Wow. Wow. I will be as responsible as I possibly can. The Just lie mask, you know. Yeah, and the lie that I'm telling myself is I'm going to fucking Tombstone, Arizona. I'm not going to like Disney World. Yeah, which that's true. Also, you know, it is what it is. Um, so um do you have a hand sanitizer? Oh uh, yeah, absolutely. Okay. Just making sure. Okay, anyway, go on. So seasoned listeners of the podcast have probably heard you and I talk about Tombstone Arizona more than once um mm-hmm. it holds a very dear place in our hearts you bet its legacy which in our opinions reached its pinnacle with the shootout on Fremont Street included some of the f- most famous western lawmen of our time like household names Wyatt Earp, Morgan Earp, Virgil Earp, Doc Holliday um they and all, Johnny Ringo unfortunately Johnny Ringo <laughs> yeah cruelly, yeah. <laughs> yeah um they stood toe to toe with one of the most dangerous gangs in the West, the Clanton Gang, or as they were more infamously known as the Cowboys. Mm-hmm. The showdown happened on October 26, 1881, and sealed Wyatt Urban Doc Holiday's legacies as true American cowboys. Also, upon my research, at tombstone it has the world's largest rose bush.
0: What? Yeah. Just like, what do you mean? Just a bush growing randomly in the desert? World's largest. It was planted by someone's wife, and it has grown ever since. They don't know whose wife, they just said someone. Okay. No, they do this know. This is not a good fact.
1: I thought it was a great fact. It was You've just somebody mean nothing. Oh, well, a lady who lived in tombstone got a rosebush and it has somehow thrived since she planted it at the height of tombstone in the eighteen hundreds. And now comes Probably the from the blood bush. of cowboys. Probably. I'd like to think so. And um in addition to the fantastic history about the Old West, comes like other sorts of stories as well. And we're not going to talk about the shoot down that happened on Fremont Street, also, like in the OK Corral fight. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to dive into other stories from Tombstone. And so, this part of our episode comes from a write up on anomalyinfo.com, but this story is pretty much available anywhere. This just so happened to be the one that I decided
0: to summarize. I can't wait to learn. I'm so excited. The
1: typical, it was a really typical April afternoon when two ranchers roughly 40 miles outside of Tombstone were riding around with their horses. So just to kind of like get a lay of the land, the Whetstone Mountains are a smaller re- mountain range, which sit relatively close geographically to the Wachuca Mountains. I think I did that okay. The Wachooka Mountains. sounded correct. Yeah. I think you did which, great. Are part of the Sierra Nevadas. So for those of you who are local to Utah, it would be essentially like the Wasatch Mountains in comparison to like the mountains over by Antelope in both size and distance. Um, the Wachuca or the Wachuca Mountains are about an hour and a half drive. How did away. you literally fuck it up right after saying? I don't you. know. I don't know. I have a brain injury and the memory of a lemming. And so if you are native to Utah, it's basically just like the Wasatch Mountains with like the mountains over by um, Antelope Island. Both in size, like the Huachuca or like the big mountains, and then the uh, whetstone ones are the small mountains. Basically, what you're saying is you can see it. You can see them both. Yes. Uh, hour and a half, chars apart, a stone throw away. I can see the mountains in Salt Lake easy, and you can see the mountains in Ogden easy.
0: Same. I can see the mountain range Okay.
1: So, except for on days like today, where the air is thick and chewable from inversion. Um, (laughs) Straight up. So, you have this massive valley sitting between these two mountain ranges and these two ranchers out there all alone. And they cross the divide between the Huachucas and the Whetstones. And the two men see what they initially describe as a big alligator. And it wasn't until the two men started to move a little closer that they realized it also had, like, a crazy, insane, long tail and even more massive wings. The creature did you say to- wings? Wings. Wings to fly what? with. Oh. What did you think The I way said? you
0: said that. Wings? No. The way that you presented the information made it sound like... It is all about the inflection of your voice. Made it sound like you believe um, alligators have wings. <laughs> yeah, obviously. <laughs> and that They're this call dragons, so happened you stupid piece of shit. To have bigger ones than average. Yeah. Just letting you know. It is
1: technically correct. The wings were definitely bigger than what you would see on a typical alligator. <laughs> okay, good. Um, great. The creature tried to lift off and fly away, but it gave the appearance, or like what the men kind of described, that it was really too fatigued to take flight. And initially, the men were too scared to really move or pursue the creature. But, you know, it was the Old West. So they decided to chase it and shoot at it.
0: So what do you mean the Old West? This is exactly what anyone would do today. if they I don't saw think I would out do out that. Later. I wouldn't murder you. It. But if you were just some dude hanging out in between two mountain ranges with yeah. your fucking buddy Eat and Chew, you'd be like, let's go him, shoot that. I don't know what that accent was. You know, I can't do it. Yeah, again. it's OK. It would be that vibe. Um, yeah. You Very and I wouldn't kill it. I mean, speak for yourself a little bit sometimes. I saw a tweet that was like, if me and my friend, God, I, I might mean, think about it. It's so good. It's tough. It's like, if me and my friends would have found ET, we would have <laughs> killed him with hammers. You sociopath. Are you a like, vegan? You can't murder he's shit. He's an alien, you fucking <laughs> idiot. I and mean, I was like,. <laughs> i have a question Literally would saying, you eat alien meat no i don't want to eat meat i think meat is gross in general all right <laughs> but anyway right. it's the same vibe time yeah. does not matter time withstands the I was, urge to beat the unknown okay. with the rock
1: it was more typical at the time that the dudes were just i don't even actually you know what This is a land untouched by the transference of time. It is just as rugged and outback now as it is then. Um, So if you are a flying alligator, stay the fuck out of this region because they'll kill you. Stay home. So and you should stay home because it's a pandemic.
0: Yeah. Also, you know what? Stay home. But if you are going to go out, make sure you wear a mask. Make Mm -hmm. sure you're washing your hands and sanitizing and stay six feet away from anyone with or without a pandemic. Stay the fuck away from me.
1: Yes, hundred percent. I'll co-sign on that. I hypocritically say as I plan a trip on uh, coming up in the next few days. But just stay away from people.
0: Just if you see a person I'm going,
1: run. I'm going to the middle of fucking nowhere. i are going to the desert. I have to land at an airport and then drive an hour to get to fucking yeah. tombstone. You're
0: going to the middle of the desert. Yeah. It's I accept it. It's funny. um less populated than the local Walmart
1: up the street from my house. A so thousand percent. the lies we tell ourselves. So these ranchers kept in pursuit of the creature for a few miles and all the while it would attempt short bouts of energy where it could kind of fly half-heartedly before it would scuttle back on the ground, get a running start, fly, scuttle up. So I imagine it was kind of like trying to catch a lizard chicken where it was like really fast and agile, but it was still fast enough to outrun the horses. Um, specifically cattle horses, those are like kind of a different breed, but they're like I would dare say they're more of the elite of the horses um, sure. that cowboys used. So eventually the men started to shoot at the creature when they realized they couldn't catch it. And it did stop running and stood its ground to fight him back. And although it did put up a good fight, it wasn't really any match for the rifles or the expertise of the cattle horses who could intuitively <sighs> dodge any
0: attacks that it attempted to land on the cowboys. That's the worst shit. I've it ever made heard. me sad. It made me sad. Also, the part that made me sad, peace and love, actually no, war and hate, was that it was half-heartedly trying to fly away from them and then it would mm-hmm. smash on the ground and probably like look back and I, keep running. The thought of that is very much like the fox and the hound. Dude, you know have you saying? seen Dragonheart? No. Growing up You what? growing no. like up
1: Dragonheart was like my favorite movie sean connery is the dragon and dennis sean quaid. connery
0: is a dragon yeah
1: it does the voice of the dragon and then dennis quaid is a knight and dennis they work Queen. together <laughs> yes bitch look, keep up they like work oh, together he pretends right. to kill the dragon he'll catch the like spear gun in midair prepare to die the town pays him for killing the dragon they move on to the next town. It's like mutually beneficial for the both of them because while Sean Connery, the dragon is flying around, he like, you know, gets his cut, gets to eat a couple of animals. And then they move on to the next town and it keeps people off his back because they're like, Oh yeah, that dragon's dead. We won't look for him. Um, He dies at the end. Spoiler alert. This movie came out in the nineties. I think, so I don't care.
0: I Um, haven't seen it. You bitch it's sad he this becomes the worst cgi he, it was from the 90s it came
1: out oh my god i used to watch this movie like every day and i cried every fucking time
0: they should have and you know or something
1: when i say that i cried a little bit during this research
0: whew, i was
1: very affected um triggered you about it triggered me about white people you know what i mean yeah that'll happen yeah i was like why the fuck do we have to just exist and be awful to nature
0: baby (laughs) that is that is the question historians have been refusing (sighs) to write about an answer in american textbooks since the beginning of time yeah so
1: they got it they shot it it stopped running they killed it um dismounting from their horses, the men walked and they tried to stage the length of the animal, just kind of measuring it foot like foot to foot. And they estimated that from head to tail, it was about 92 feet with a wingspan of 160 feet. So to kind of put that into perspective, I tried to find something 160 feet long just by Googling things that are 160 feet long. Um, and it was like my dick. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the best I could do was it was about A little bit shorter than two city buses. You could COVID quarantine on this
0: bird. You could.
1: 100%. Um, And as for the rest of the creature, Anomaly Info describes it as, quote, the animal only had two feet, a short distance in front of where its wings were attached to the body. The head alone was eight feet long, with jaws thickly set with straight, sharp teeth, and eyes the size of a dinner plate that protruded out of the head. The animal had no body hair, or feathers, just smooth skin, which was easily penetrated by a bullet, and the wings were nearly transparent
0: membranes. Dude, it sounds like a fucking <gasps> dragon. You fucking bitch! You're do read ahead. You're burying the lead. Ahead. You're Don't burying the lead. Don't read. Don't re- Are you reading ahead? No surprise for you. Oh, I know exactly what you're talking about.
1: Don't. It looks like a fucking dragon. It looks like a dragon. We will
0: fucking get to it! Am I allowed to say what it is known as in the no, cryptid world?
1: No, no, no. Okay. I okay. Need, you can slack it to me. But for oh, those wait, who don't uh, know, Are you
0: looking at chat right now?
1: It looks like a fucking dragon. Are you looking at chat I'm right now? Yet. Which chat? Yeah. Yeah.
0: That's what it is. Ex- well, you we'll get fucking into bitch.
1: We're going to get into it. Um, okay. Dragon is the way I would describe it. But so yeah. okay, the two men... But you know what? You don't have the full fucking story, Noel. You think you're so fucking smart, but you're not. No, I was going to get like, into it. So was like,
0: wait, what is in Arizona? The
1: two men unable to transport the creature home, cut a piece of its wing off and took it with them. And they intended to return to Tombstone and gather the necessary tools um, to skin the animal and send its hide off for science, like scientists to study. And now this story at this point easily could have turned it into just a simple myth, except the men happened to stumble past the attention of a reporter for the tombstone epitaph. And on April 26, 1890, an article is published covering the story. And Bish, when I tell you, we almost have this story buried twice. So a lot of times, like there's a lot of shit that comes out of the West, right? Mm-hmm. Like, um. so while finding this creature was enough to make, headlines in the tombstone epitaph, just one newspaper. Um, it wasn't really enough to stay in the news because tombstone wasn't a big deal at this point anymore. Like the height of tombstone had long passed. And at this point it was in the bankruptcy stages of when it, everybody was closing down their minds and just fucking leaving town. Mm-hmm. Um, this was the era after Wyatt Earp and when I say nobody cared about the town anymore, like really nobody did. Um, it was just a shell of what it used
0: to be. I mean, why would they? The The cowboys and makers era of the Wild West was gone. We were yeah. literally a stone throws away from the 1900s. Like mm-hmm. this was the f- stories of like, you know, cowboys and rogue men, but it was fucking yeah. out like they were all dead.
1: Dude, the people growing up in this era would fight in World War One. You know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. that's how like our grand great grandparents, you know. Yeah. Um, and so this newspaper article went pretty ignored, they say, until a man named Horace Bell published a story in the 1930s in a book called On the Old West Coast. And what he did was he simply reprinted the story, like the text from the tombstone epitaph and moved on. Now, this is the second time we could have fucking lost this article forever. So in 1963, 33 years after Bell published his reprinting of the article and 73 years after the ranchers ran down the creature in the desert, Saga Magazine and a man named Jack Pearl came around and Jack went one step further than just reprinting the tombstone epitaph because you see it wasn't just an article that we really want to hold on to. It's the accompanying photograph that went with the article. Jack claimed that with the help of local prospectors, the two ranchers were actually able to return to the beast and bring it back to town so that the tombstone epitaph could actually take a fucking photo. Because the encounter happened on the 20th, but the article didn't get published till the 26th. There was a six-day period where something had to fucking happen. And Jack wasn't just shooting his claims into the wind either. Um, According to True West magazine, quote, Another writer, H.M. Cranmer, contended in Fate magazine that in the fall of 1963, that the picture had been published in newspapers all over the country. Ivan T. Sanderson, considered an eminent research in the study of strange phenomenon, claimed not only to seeing the photo, but once having a photocopy that he unfortunately loaned out and never got back. But sometime later, someone came forward and remembered seeing Sanderson display the photo on Canadian television, although no copies of the show have been found. So at this point, it diverts. The focus of the episode does divert a little bit because the photo itself became an obsession for Western historians to hunt down the mysterious image from the tombstone epitaph. And it's The photo is just as mysterious as like some of the other things that we've covered on the podcast before it's part of the Mandela effect with people swearing up and down on their deathbeds that they have 100% seen the tombstone epitaph photo, not a reprinting, not a recreation, not a cut from the internet, the actual physical original copy of the tombstone epitaph. And so with all this mystery surrounding the photo, There are dupes and spoofs on the internet, which you can 100% Google. They are fun to look at. um, And we're not really sure which one is the one. But I want to dive in. I know you sent me what you think we're going to talk about, which we will. So don't spit it out yet. Okay. But what we have here is not a fucking dragon. But I'd say it's close. Because what they actually shot down was a mother fucking pterodactyl
0: Noel. Absolutely. A thousand percent. A hundred percent.
1: One hundred percent. One hundred percent. One of the men named Joshua Hawley, who had actually seen the photo... Claimed, quote, that the most popular theory of the picture existing, the real picture, is a pterodactyl-like creature spread out on a barn, wingspan of about 18 feet, and it had cowboys holding hands, stretching their arms out, depicting the actual size of the creature that spread. However, this picture has never surfaced or been found. Anything published will always be out there. So if it's still out there and hidden, it's one big great hide and seek. Even podcast favorite and Mothman expert John Keel has stated that he's seen the photograph, even claiming that he not only saw it, but compared notes with other people who saw it. And there's multitudes of others in the field who have come forward and defended the existence of the photograph, claiming that Fate magazine even had an original copy of the tombstone epitaph with the photo, while others try to dismiss it by saying that photography was not possible at that time. Um, I don't want to dive into that because photography was hundred percent possible at that time. We have photographs of people like Wyatt Earp who fucking were in Tombstone at the time. Um, So I'm just going to go and say that the photograph exists. Maybe we haven't seen it. Yeah. But the interesting thing is that the Tombstone Pterodactyl has taken on other interesting names over the years. You see, some claim that the creature gunned down by the two ranchers that day was none other than the king of Native American beliefs, the Thunderbird. You better believe it, baby. You almost had me by
0: guessing the Thunderbird, but I didn't think you would guess the pterodactyl. Um, Well, here's the problem. Is that when I think of Thunderbirds, I do kind of think of pterodactyls. And, um... Like, when you look at even the spoofed pictures of the um, tombstone epitaph, Thunderbird, it is a pterodactyl. 100%. Um, it, like, 100% is. No matter what version you're looking at, it's a pterodactyl. Mm-hmm. And then I thought to myself, like, when was the first pterodactyl found? Because they have the pointed head completely right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was like, where did the timelines add up? And just so you know, the first um, like pterodactyl fossils were discovered in 1784 okay. by an Italian naturalist, Cosmino Colani. Um, but he first believed that they were aquatic and not flying. Um, and then it was the 19th century George Cover, who um, found pterodactyl fossils and proposed that they flew. Um, So the timelines add up either way, I guess, kind of. I mean, like 19th century when, technically, because there's like a version of the initial idea of pterodactyls from the 1700s to the 1800s, where they thought that they were sea creatures. So why would they use that description and picture um, to frame it as such if they wouldn't have thought that they were land dwelling. Also, animal. do you ever just like hold yourself
1: in high enough regards where you
0: be like, what kind of fucking
1: idiot would see pterodactyl fossils and think that they're a bird or not a bird, but like a fish or like an aquatic dwelling animal. And I'm like, you're so fucking stupid, Chelsea. You would see those bones. You wouldn't know what the fuck to do with them.
0: Yeah. Also like, <laughs> I agree with you. I initially read that and I was like, what a fucking dumb idiot with like, like no brain f- fish, how they have. Like, yeah. 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 I could see it. Also think about like geographically. He's like, it probably Bonne- was, it would have been in Bonneville. Yeah, yeah, closer to water. He was water. Did he find it in Italy? I didn't look also up where close he found to water. it, but yeah, um, either way, it probably made sense. Yeah, like geographically for but it to be water. just the egotistical thinking that I would be smarter than any scientist. Um, yeah. Also think about like how you would see a bird. Fossil and like that's how you, yeah, you're, that's how you know about flying animals. Mm-hmm. And then you see a pterodactyl fossil, which like is just a few bones because like tissues disintegrated. Yeah, I probably it would probably look like weird little fins. Yes, yeah. Uh, yeah, exactly. um but, you know who knows? I'm not a naturalist in 1780, so thank yeah, God me neither. because I probably yeah. would have <laughs> had egg on my face. Um. You definitely would have been
1: barefoot and pregnant or dead. Probably dead. how
0: dare you. I would have been finding pterodactyl
1: fossils in no, Italy. I think you would have been dead. You would have died in childbirth at age 15, like the rest of us. <laughs> yeah, like the rest of history's yeah. women. Um and so for those who don't know, the Thunderbird is a very real figure um in North American native mythology. When I looked this up, I believe it is important that we distinguish that the Thunderbird is not a cryptid it does not fall in the cryptid category um don't say that if you're listening (laughs) don't i mean technically it's like mythology right it's yeah it would be like saying like jesus is a cryptid which you could say it and um to be like i guess edgy or funny i have never heard anyone say jesus is a cryptid well, but I just don't think he's ever described that way. But I think like when you're, I think he should be pick your heads.
0: Well, that's your prerogative. Noel.
1: would <laughs> have died in childbirth in a past. That's died. one I'm of the most inspired you sentences
0: you've ever said to me is Jesus um, is a cryptid.
1: But just saying like, I was looking up stuff with my whitewash brain. Um, Thunderbirds not under the cryptid category. So we're not going to treat them like that. Um, but the Thunderbird, it is a symbol of power and strength. And it had enough. Power and energy in its wings that they could create massive storms just by taking flight. And fucking lightning would shoot out of its eyes. That's so fucking metal. Fucking cool, man. Um, I knew Thunderbirds were cool, but like until you're like looking them up, they're fucking cool.
0: Yeah. The internet likes to refer to Thunderbirds as, I mean, technically mythology, but I think the better term is legendary creature. Oh, 100%. Fucking Zapdos, man.
1: Straight up though. Straight best, up Zapdos. The mess of best of the mythical uh Pokemon. And I know someone's gonna be like, oh, it's Articuno. Debate. I think I think that's a bad take. Who says that? Um God, what's the fire one? What's the firebird? I never use it to fight because I think fire is more of a weak dynamic in Pokemon. It's not Zapdos. What's the Firebird? I'm thinking of like the Darth Maul bird. Oh. This is going to drive me crazy. Hold on.
0: Articuno to me is just like Elsa, but a hawk. Yeah. Um, Moltres.
1: Moltres is the fire one.
0: Team instinct for a reason, baby. I know Zapdos is a bad motherfucker. So
1: in good or bad, any storm in the West um, or any storm was attributed to the Thunderbird. And there are some tribes, like the Algonquian who believe that the Thunderbird controls the upper world and battles the great serpents of the underworld, stuck in a perpetual war to protect mankind from these great snakes. Um, the Menomini believe that they live in a mountain in the sky and they can control the rain. They are also stuck in an internal battle over um, good and evil with the great horned snakes. They are specifically preventing them from like consuming the earth and mankind the Shawnee believe that they appear as young boys and they're most notable because when they do appear, they speak only backwards, which fucking. Okay. So the first part obviously ties into like Olympus lore, Mm -hmm. um, Christianity with the snakes, good and evil, like having a mountain in the sky Mm -hmm. talking fucking backwards when they appear is like
0: face shit. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, that's pretty hardcore. I'm kind of obsessed with that. Yeah, that's just like I don't know. It, it's got that like magic with a with a K vibe. It's yeah, I
1: one hundred fucking percent agree because like all this stuff I have like I hear like the way that cultures share mythology or how like the likelihood that we also share like a Jungian collective um, subconscious, but the yeah. speaking backwards thing, the chaos that was in that, I revere it rather than absorb it. Yeah.
0: yes, that's yeah. a different, I don't know how to describe it, but like. No, I it, it deviates from the path because yeah. like everyone can agree that throughout human history and throughout the world,
1: mm-hmm. there has
0: been like the collective unconscious. And even yeah. when you, it, you even think about this and like the reference to Mount Olympus and you think of like how mythology went from like, uh, you know, Greek to like a little bit of what would become Current day Christianity, like there's Mm -hmm. always that, and even like Norse, there's that thread that everyone essentially has like their version of the hero's journey that depicts who they are. It literally just is that. Mm -hmm. But a powerful creature popping up and speaking backwards is literally chaos magic. That is like straight up, yeah. It It is is, just no one that's not on, that's not in the books, that's not on the path. It's it's not to be disrespectful, but sometimes we hear about like
1: mythology with like mountains in the sky, and that's like how I microwave my food. This mm-hmm. is how I fucking cook my food over a fire, you know? It's like boom. Yeah. uh I respect yeah. it and I will not fuck with it. Um, it has that same energy as like my grandpa's death doll kachina.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I I'm not gonna even try to explain it because if I fuck it up, I feel like I will be punished by some force in the universe. Probably. So it's, it's hard. I don't know if there are tribes that don't believe in the Thunderbird. It is hard to find a tribe that doesn't. I did not find one. I found plenty
0: Yeah. when I was looking this up. Well, I was going to say, um, I think everyone, if you've seen any type of native imagery anywhere, you've probably seen a Thunderbird. Um, mm-hmm. I even was when I was checking out the god, i forget I forget what they call them. Is it hieroglyphics? No, that's like Egyptian, but <laughs> I was like, are you talking about petroglyphs petroglyphs? yeah, when I was in the desert and I was looking at petroglyphs, and I saw what is drawn as a thunderbird, like on the rocks and stuff. So like mm-hmm. they're the those type of drawings. And they weren't in caves. they were on the rock formations that were in between a trading pass Mm -hmm. so it's believed that like that type of communication was basically like a like a crossroad sign letting people know what they're about to like what's happened here if they're traveling what they're about to come up on and the thunderbird was all over it with like something in its hand um i don't know what that means but i remember seeing it everywhere you've probably and that's like the desert thunderbird. I have for sure seen the drawings of the thunderbird, like the double yeah. thunderbird. Um, in totem poles, like the bird on the top isn't. Yeah, the bird on the top on the totem pole. I've seen those two um, depictions more like when I was living in Northern California, mm-hmm. um, like around those tribes. Um, it's that, like that turquoisey blue and orange colored drawings of like the double the double birds yeah next to each other, which are yeah. thunderbirds it's just well you've probably seen this shit everywhere yeah he is like the a high tier like
1: i don't know how to like rep i don't know how to like represent you know zeus represents like jesus or god or whatever you know what i mean like we can always draw parallels i'm not quite sure what the thunderbird symbolizes other than like power protection and strength um well that's where i would even even
0: put that's where i love the legendary creature category because like that's that's a thunderbird like yeah zeus odin god all the same guy yeah thunderbird he's fucking past him
1: yeah yeah i think it's like you have tangible people put into roles where they all look the same and then you have an actual representation of like the capabilities of nature that Mm -hmm. we don't understand which what better symbolism than like a fucking thunderbird yeah Um, another cool thing that I saw was like they could split themselves like, I'm a bird right now, okay? And I can mm. split myself and throw my bird body off like a blanket, and underneath is a fucking human body. And that's how they could transform and walk amongst men. Like a blanket. I don't want them to walk amongst men. And then speak b- backwards at you. I don't want that. Um. Oh, man. I... You said you would come fucking after E.T., all of us would just cower and shit ourselves in front of a Thunderbird.
0: Yeah, but, though, yeah, absolutely. I would kill E.T. with a rock, but if if I saw a Thunderbird, I would... There's some like, fights I know I won't win. Also... And I'll, I'm not going to go down like a
1: capital G. I'm going to go down like a soft, like, glottal, like, and just... Mm-hmm
0: yeah like that yeah yeah i just knowing that they were killing a thunderbird and not just some crocodile with a wing deformity is some of the worst news i've heard dude just wait this
1: is a sad episode and i fucking hate it um it's it's not hard to stumble across the mention of thunderbirds in white history um and not just tombstone. And when I say white history, I mean white history, uh, the American civil war in, in 1864, six soldiers gunned down a reptilian like bird. Another report as early as 1977, three boys from Illinois reported that one of their friends was grabbed by a huge bird that didn't have any feathers and seemed to have like leather, like exterior, um, grabbed one of their friends while they were out playing and only dropped it when they kind of made a fuss and chased after it. Even more documented... I like that you're calling the child it. it yeah. The bird, revered. Children, disposable. It's... It. It's... Um, so Elizabeth Lake, California, 1881 to 1886, locals described a dinosaurian creature that would dive into the water and emerge <coughs> with fish in his mouth. And from Mysterious Universe, quote, One rancher by the name of Don Chico Lopez claimed to have seen an enormous flying monster with bat-like wings fly forth from the underwater to come exploding through the surface and also said that his livestock had been mysteriously disappearing, prompting him to ultimately move away from the area. The next rancher to live there, Miguel Leonis, also had an unusual encounter there when he claimed to have seen a griffin-like beast majestically flying over the lake. Most of the creatures seen gunned down by cowboys or
0: God
1: or civil war people.
0: I understand if you saw ET wanting to smash that little booger of an alien with rocks. I get that. Honestly, I sympathize with that. I encourage it. I welcome Mm -hmm. it. Wanting to shoot down a Thunderbird, which to the uneducated at its very worst is a fucking dinosaur is just so horrifically Caucasian to me. It is just some of the most what people thing I've ever seen in my entire life. Like it, it's, it's a limp dick energy of
1: Clayton from Tarzan where he just wants to come in and just ruin an entire ecosystem. It's a thousand percent correct, yeah. I I hate it. I don't like who I am ancestrally. I mean, which is a heavy burden considering i don't like myself in my current <laughs> existence yeah especially
0: you you've got some german in you that is too close to the homeland and i think you should you know have I will say. with that anyway genealogically my
1: german grandma was shot by a nazi so clearly it was on the wrong side of the
0: fucking fence um, i just want to make sure that none of your relatives were at any point in um argentina that's all i'm saying
1: no they weren't but i will say that my white <laughs> non-jewish german relatives were also not on the radar of the nazis
0: um, so you know did it's not, not
1: serve in world war one but also i do think that many germans in the time when they fucking took away jewish business, businesses
0: they did give them to the germans i'm like pretty sure right yeah it, you had. got they got apartheid type of it's like apartheid um, land in south africa they got apartheid businesses in germany
1: but my grandma is precious and i will die before i ever say anything bad about her because for anyone who's met my grandma she is just walks on water and would not she wouldn't even hurt et man she would knit knit that little naked fucking a sweater it'd be made out of the softest materials and filled with love
0: et literally looks like a turd
1: yeah she would have knitted him a sweater because beauty's in the (laughs) eye of the beholder into her everything's beautiful that's my grandma heidi um i mean she
0: could be great and you could be problematic for her
1: i am awful i am just pure shit in comparison to her um She could discard an eyelash and it could land on top of a bird turd and I still wouldn't be as good as that. Um, This was a sad episode, man. I was so excited to talk about pterodactyls and tombstone and then I got dick deep and now I'm depressed. More depressed than
0: usual, I say. I mean, what do you expect? What do you expect when like a fucking dinosaur comes into contact with middle-aged white men
1: dude, and they're both sad like i'm not saying that pterodactyls are thunderbirds or thunderbirds are pterodactyls but either way they are
0: eco gems and they should have been protected oh my god did you know like actual canon that zapdos is based on the first nation first nations folklore surrounding the thunderbird dude that's why zapdos is the best
1: when everybody tells me that they when in Pokemon Go that they've chosen Valor, I know that they're a piece of shit. Fuck them. Mm-hmm, if they true. choose, um, who's blue? Blue's it blue. doesn't even matter. Blue in Pokemon Go. Because you have instinct. God, what the fuck? They're so not on my radar. God, they suck. What does blue mean
0: in Pokemon Go?
1: It's not even on the internet.
0: And no one even cares. You need to look up instinct valor and then see what pops up generates in the third <laughs> I play this fucking mystic I play this game every fucking mystic. day and I cannot remember anything from the game I, I don't mean to sound choogy like you do but mystic is very much Ravenclaw energy to me
1: It it is Ravenclaw energy I think valor I valor I don't want to I think valor is like the the unloved child between Slytherin and Gryffindor with the very snooty jocks I and agree. I would say um, instinct
0: are the Hufflepuffs or people just there for the love of the game. I would agree completely. I think that as far as alignments go in Pokemon Go, they're like less related to houses and they're more related to stereotypes in high school, I believe. Yeah. Like I believe that Valor is very much a jock's I believe that Mystic is like theater kids. Yeah. And then Instinct is like the debate lords. I was a debate lord. So. See, I know my audience. Um, what do you think I picked, if, bitch? Instinct if, I I were, light, maybe. if I were to discern it just to like
1: Pokemon, I would say that Red is Gary, Blue is Professor Oak, and Instinct is Ash Ketchum.
0: I don't like Ash, so I don't like that you said that. Why don't you like Ash Ketchum? He's a little bitch boy.
1: He loved his Pokemon and put them first, always. He even let no. his Butterfree go in the saddest episode of all time.
0: Um, Bye-bye Butterfree is a classic.
1: You know what the best Pokemon fight ever is? And I will... You can put it on my gravestone, is mm. when the Metapods fight and they just use Harden back
0: and forth and they fight <laughs> all day. That is a good one. It's Sleptown! I, I always... Um, well, I agree. My favorite episode slash fight is anything with jigglypuff because mm. i just resonate with that energy yeah. of like i was very much so the kid who had to put on a performance for anyone who was in our house visiting even if it was like uh, my dad's co-worker dropping off a file that he forgot sure. i would be like thank you please come into the mm-hmm. living room and watch my production and no one wanted it and if you want to know some real shit I don't anymore, again, obviously, because I smoked weed from soda cans in high school, so I don't have a good memory, but I used to know the Pokemon wrap, like, the back of my mm. hand. And this was, like, right when we moved from New York, so I was, like, calling my aunts and uncles, like, every fucking weekend. You're just wrapping the Pokemon rap And I would wrap it to them, and then you know how, like, every week they would add? Yeah. So that was, like, the challenge, was, like, every week and that I would like, call them, call I aunt. would And they loved it and they would clap and cheer me on. Dude, if
1: my niece would call me and talk to me about shit, I would love it. Um, I think her father has put it into her head that I am not to be trusted.
0: He's probably right about that. Well,
1: I I could give her fucking a turtleneck and overalls, and because it came from me, he would think it was slutty.
0: Well, yeah, we've already gone over this on Patreon. He's probably right. (laughs)
1: yeah i don't think you should sexualize a child anyway i digress i looked it up uh only 25 percent of pokemon go players are team instinct
0: you know what i could tell when i drive around town you know what i'll put instinct on my shoulders and i'll Bitch, carry, bitch! So carry you know, it where right to the one Poké stop within a hundred miles of Ogden? You fucking ratchet ass yeah. bitch!
1: I oh my god, moving from Salt Lake to Ogden playing Pokemon Go is so fucking hard, man. You don't even know. Like I'm about to have like an existential crisis on how hard it is to play Pokemon Go in Ogden. It yeah, you can't. People are like, how do you like Ogden? And there's plenty of positives, but at the forefront of my fucking cerebral cortex. No polka stops! I have to go to 25th Street before I can spin anything, basically.
0: What a goddamn nightmare. You it just is. need to start submitting, like, the mailbox in front of your house as a stop. I
1: do. I need to just, like, commit seppuku on my lawn and somehow recover, and there'll be, like, attempted suicide spot. Attempted honor. <laughs> killing, you know what I mean? Straight up. Um. Yeah. But, yeah, I think um, clearly we've settled that we have no business killing shit, but Instinct and Zapdos are the best teams in Pokemon Go. A thousand percent, I agree. Yeah. We finally, you know, I know people were sick of us playing the fence, but we
0: finally take a hard stand on which team on Pokemon Go is the best. I know that the people have been dying to dying know our stance on that. I'll also, you. <laughs> speaking of things that you are dying to know... Um, a dollar gets you into our Patreon support us there Uh, you can hear a new episode every week you can find links to that on any of the link trees in our bios on all social media Um, also there you can find links to our merch site you can find links to Kelly Holleran or Wildwood Owl on Etsy's sticker page. You can find links to our Discord server or Facebook group. Pretty much everything is on there. So check that out. I am at Noelle Fain. That is at Sith And you can find us on pretty much everything at Go to Hell Podcast.
1: Thank you.
0: Bye.
1: Is that hail all you Satan. had to say? Oh, yeah. uh, hail Thunderbirds. Hope you're doing okay. They're not. I hope they are!